the Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. It's good to be back. Yeah, back in the saddle. Yeah, I, I missed my saddle. Yeah, you know what everybody does. Hey, uh, I haven't burned down the studio. Welcome back. No, but there's a fucking sewage leak on your watch. That's true. I... We're recording in the Comedy Podcast Network basement. Yes, the adjacent basement to the... We always record in the penthouse, now we are in the basement today. No joke, everybody. There's a fucking sewage leak, and I don't know who's responsible for it. I there Any of our guests could be responsible. Likely candidates are Randy Orton. Uh, that's true. Jack Swagger, I feel like, could also get a little bit of the old poop shoot surprise going. Yeah, he's very bitter about uh, leaving this podcast and Hollywood seemingly not working out for him. And him losing that prime spot at Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. that went to Bray Wyatt. That's right. Uh, which we'll, we will get into on the show today. A uh, couple of uh, corrections from the editor uh, in regards to, I listened to your episodes with Mark and Lena, uh-huh. which I enjoyed very much. And uh, you saying Sting with your uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson metaphor, because you're like, he was a blip. Like, he was hardly there. He was there for 10 years, Steve. In WWE? In TNA. Oh, well, come on. 10 years. 10 years in TNA is a blip on most... You're right. I think they've been around for 12 or 13. You're right. You're absolutely right. His last match was not with Hulk Hogan at Bound for Glory that you watched in Groundlands Chinese Theater. No, that was Hogan's last match. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he... He, had, he was up to, like, January of this year. Yeah, he lost to a bunch of people after that. Yeah, dude, he, he bowed out to Magnus, the guy they totally dropped the ball with. Uh-huh. So, yeah, good for Magnus. Yeah, uh, now, I, I assume there was a couple other notes from the editor. Uh, uh there was there was one more. Um... Oh, wrestling is predetermined. That, that <laughs> I should point out that there was a couple times in the last episodes where I was shocked at the endings to a couple of the wrestling matches... And I couldn't figure out why they ended that way. It's because wrestling is predetermined. And the Hell in the Cell has had seven guys in it at once. You got to include the referee. No, come on. Oh, was the referee not a man? Uh, who was the referee who they said, like, isn't a man anymore? Oh, because, Tim White. Yeah, because, like, the, the Hell in a Cell broke him. It did. Yeah? Career ending injury. What happened to him? Uh, you know that bump that Seth Rollins takes in the Hell in a Cell a lot when... Uh, when um, Dean Ambrose, like, running jump kicks him. Yeah. And then he bounces off. Well, there used to be a big fucking bar right there. Oh, I remember. Yeah, there was, like, the big sort of center mid midpoint bar. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So imagine a normal human ramming that bar not wanting to at full speed. Um, and, like, his shoulder just crunching into his body. God. Uh, that sounds horrific. Yeah. And that then he tried to kill true. himself several times on WWE television and then on the internet. Oh, that's right. Didn't that's terrible. Yeah, those are really fucking uh, awfully great. At Hell in a Cell, how? Wait, wait, wait. let me say one thing before okay. we get. I've already gone too far off the rails. Coming up later in the show, part one of two parts. Our international jerk correspondent Tom Anstey from Wrestling Memes bringing us an interview with Matthew from Botchmania. Whoa! Well, I hope this episode isn't rife with inaccuracies. <laughs> Well, then you can consider him a couple of botches, and then when he starts the audio botchamania, which would be a bigger hit than video botchamania. Yeah, everybody wants to listen to us, you know, mess stuff up real good. <laughs> oh no, it's starting! Oh no. <laughs> um, so, you were saying about Hell in the Cell. 
Because that was a big event that just happened. If you're yeah, it's a big event that just happened. If you're listening to this in the future, we're comedians living in Hollywood that just watch Hell in the Cell. Yeah, well, that's all we watch. Um, when I saw that it was Ambrose and Rollins and they started on top, I was like, of course, these guys are young, they're hungry, they're going to do whatever it takes to damage their entire career. <laughs> and I was hoping somebody was going to go off the top, but that doesn't happen anymore. Just like Randy Orton doesn't pump people anymore. People don't go through the cage or off the... But I'm glad they did the double... Uh, yeah. The double table smash, because it was like, it was pretty epic. That was cool. I liked that a lot. Um, I mean, granted, it wasn't from the top of the cage, <laughs> so but I was still like halfway... Whatever, you guys are pussies. Yeah, I heard myself saying those exact words, like, no, it wasn't from the top of the cage. And then I was like, come on, it was awesome. Yeah. And I had to like, I checked myself. Yeah, because I wanted the same thing of Jamie No One and... Uh... Jerry Mercury, it's like, whoa, they, you guys aren't around, just take the bump, dude. You used to be cruiserweights, you can fly farther, it's yeah. fine. There was a, I, for a second I was like, is somebody, are they going to throw Jamie Noble off the top? And then, <laughs> but, and then what are they going to say? I don't know. Oh, like, they didn't refuse, like, they barely referred to Noble, and, no, they did refer to Noble, Jamie, uh, yeah. Blad, Bladfield. Uh-oh. <laughs> God, volume one's just going to be all curtain jerks. Uh, audio botchamania. Uh, JBL kept talking about how crazy it was that uh, Jamie Noble was wearing a suit. And they also had mentioned, it's starting at the top of the cell. Can you ever remember that happening before? No, not me. Fuck you guys. All you do is reference the Foley Undertaker one mm. to no end. Foley came back. You talk about how crazy it was. Lawler's saying, I was there when someone was thrown off the top. Believe me, it's crazy. And then, well, I can't remember when this has ever happened before. They take that too far, although, like, I don't remember. Yeah, the, the sensationalism. You know what's great? Have you ever seen someone beat RKO out of nowhere? I've never seen that before. Oh, impossible! But you know what's great is they get so sens- sensationalized about all that stuff, but then they will totally not care about a Ziggler match or, like, something else, mm-hmm. or a Divas match. They just do not give a shit. It is so funny how passionate they get. Was there a match you didn't give a shit about, but then surprisingly did by the end? Uh, full disclosure, I skipped Rusev and Big Show, uh, except for Ru- uh, Big Show tapping out, and I skipped... Um, you just wanted to see America quit. America never quits, Scott. It did. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, except on our healthcare. hey <laughs> <laughs> You want to see Amer- a good example of Americans never quit? Gamergate. Now that's people not quitting. Oh yeah, 16 Bits Podcast. Josh gets really uptight. Oh, that's about it. That. You guys aren't allowed to talk about it. You've got to... He doesn't want to, and I'm totally fine and comfortable talking about that sort of thing. Well... Because I don't follow it, and I'm not heated about it. Well, see, that's the thing. is like A lot of people don't talk about it because they don't want to be in anybody's crosshairs. And like, I think the risk is you're either at the in the crosshairs of mainstream media for condoning it, or you're in the crosshairs of Gamergate for condemning it. In that slight lull where Steve was explaining that, I gave him a look of, who gives a shit? Yeah, you bet many peed on me. <laughs> That's how I know I gotta get back on topic. What are you, a woman? Oh, well, you're standing up. I get it, Scott. Very empowering. Um, I, uh, I actually was really surprised with the Bellas match. But I didn't watch all of it. I skipped around. Um, honestly, forward, backwards, forward, backwards. <laughs> uh, I think we talked about it. One of the moves, and then they come into the ring. This is weird. Well, what's what was weird about it is one, the personal assistant stipulation seems so far removed. It seems like it should be like at the beginning of their feud, opposed to like the culmination of their feud. They haven't fought. 
I know, but it seems like they've been feuding. Like, they have plenty of reasons to fight with each other, but the whole personal assistant thing is so hokey and sort of joke-like. I'm surprised they're, like... I guess, is this the beginning? Are you saying this is the beginning of the feud? This was the first match. I know, but... They've had one-on-one, so it's... it's They've had all the issues, they've had the fallout, and now it's them fighting. And, yeah, it's... I mean, they showed the, the first thing with the smoothie and all that, and the carrying the bags. And I'm sure they'll come up with a bunch of stuff. But then by the end of 30 days... And she won't have to do that shit anymore. And then and it's another gonna, match. Then she's gonna kick her in the old, uh, in the old butt. Uh, I got you. Uh, no, this kick. is what this is what I want to know is: Didn't one of the Bellas say to the other one, "I wish you died in the womb"? Yeah. Now, doesn't that seem like it's a little bit more intense than now? You've got to be my personal assistant, almost not sister. Hey, she, that should that should have been her first task: is go die in the womb. I don't think... Or quit WWE! Yeah, I was about to say, most personal assistants don't have uh, access to uh, the butterfly effect now on DVD. No, she can just go climb up inside of her mother and die in the womb. You know, Mama Bella, that sounds really uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so is their feud. Mm. I think, overall, I was really excited for... Uh, Cena and Orton was... Yeah, like, right? For me, I was really surprised. They both were totally going for it. And... Uh, I was like, I was really rooting for Orton. Really? Like, I was surprised. Like, uh, we've had Orton a couple times on the show. He's Possible sh- uh, problem with the sewage. Yeah, like. he's shit on a lot of different stuff in the studio. But I have to say, like, Orton is getting weirder. And he's getting, he's becoming more of a character that I like and I'm interested in. Because now... Because he's becoming a good guy, Steve. No, are you telling me he's becoming a face? Yeah, that light blue shirt was kind of an indicator. No! <laughs> I want it, like... I liked him being a bad guy in the authority at, uh, against the, oh my god, he's turning into a face. They're manipulating you! (laughs) It's working! It's working! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the second I saw his fucking new shirt that's a light blue for a bad guy, I'm like, oh, alright. But Punk had that bright yellow shirt, which is a great heel shirt because it's so yellow, it shows, it screams (laughs) to everybody, hey, I'm a jerk. (laughs) Hey. You don't want to wear this in public unless you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's becoming a, a good guy. Uh, speaking of not detecting assholes, but depending on like, depending on how much you like wrestling or not, how good do you think you if are? You're an asshole. Raise your hand right now, Lister. Nah, don't worry. You're an asshole. We can't see it. Uh, I feel like, what's your detection rate in terms of seeing like a wrestling T-shirt in public? Because I feel like I'm like I could spot it from really far away. Like, yeah. I immediately I'm like, oh, wrestling shirt, right? Yeah. And like, and for me, I immediately feel comfortable because I know that's somebody I could go up and talk to. Oh, 90, I, I don't feel that way at all. Ninety percent of the times I've done it, I've always regretted it because people don't feel that way because I'm not wearing a wrestling. Hey, shirt. Billy Gunn, huh? <laughs> the one Billy Gunn, huh? That didn't pan out. Hey, I'm an ass man too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you only like the one Billy Gunn. My mistake. Yeah, I. But see, I. I feel like immediately, uh, it's like the Larry David thing, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You have a Prius, I have a Prius, we wave at each other. <laughs> it's the same as seeing somebody in a wrestling t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So when I see it, I'm like, oh, thank God, somebody else likes wrestling. And they're declaring it to the world that they like wrestling. Or they just went outside for the month. Mm. Oh, like, are they camping? Uh, yeah, camping. Or you, mean, or you mean the one time, you mean the one time they go outside in the month. Yeah, they gotta go to Target. Okay. They need more toilet paper. And affordably priced wrestling t-shirts. Very affordable. 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 So 
I'm almost caught up with all things wrestling. I don't. I've not seen Bound for Glory yet. I have I've that seen, for you. I've seen the following Impact Wrestling shows because all of them have nothing to do with Bound for Glory. <laughs> so what you guys are talking about, it all makes total sense. Go listen to that episode with Stephen Mark Rozeka. I believe it's called WWE Network Neutrality. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, um, that was a fun episode to record because I like watching Bound for Glory by myself. I felt pretty lost. Talking to Mark about it was really comforting because he was like, oh yeah, it was weird. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to see it from what you guys talked about. And I was excited to see it in general. Um, but yeah, it has nothing to do with the normal show, with it being their fucking WrestleMania it's show. It's like a comic book one-shot. It's like... Yeah. It was like, Transformers meets G.I. Joe. Don't worry, it's only two issues. It's Elseworlds. Yeah, it's Elseworlds. What if? Doesn't count. Doesn't count. It's a what if. Yeah. Now this really happened. Yeah. Elseworlds. Wow. Um, I, when was the last Elseworlds comic published, do you think? Oh, I don't know. I know do you think I, they I've like read them? Do you though? think they collected them all in '99 and burned them? Like I loved them. I, I got me a Batman versus Lobo. That's not an Elseworlds, though, is it? Yeah. Why? They're because, in the same universe. I guess Lobo. Yeah, but I think uh, just because the crazy shit happened, they didn't want to count it. Yeah. I, I think whenever they don't want to count it, like yeah, Batman and Lobo didn't meet up, right? Oh yeah, Moon Batman gets his spinal cord ripped out. He <laughs> yeah. somehow beats Lobo from a wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I. <laughs> Uh, the Batman Dracula stuff, Batman Blood Rain, was pretty rad. Yeah, I remember seeing those, but I just never read them. And they were always like, they weren't every single one of them steampunk also, like for a while. It was yeah. like steampunk Batman, steampunk Mr. Red Tornado, steampunk Justice League, steampunk like every single Mr. one. Mr. Red Tornado? Yeah, Red so Tornado. So proper. Is Red Tornado exactly the same as the Vision? Isn't it? I don't know. He's a robot. Okay. That's all I know. That's all I know, too, because speaking you told me of, he's a robot. Yeah, speaking of robots. Uh, well, okay, so there's something exciting that you were talking about with Lehman on that episode, Deep Inside Hell Itself. Oh, yeah. That you guys were talking about Brodus Clay. Mm-hmm. Brodus Clay is in TNA. Whoa. But he's not Brodus Clay. What's his name? Tyrus. How would you spell that if you were... T-Y-R-U-S. I guess that's really the only way you could spell it. <laughs> opposed to T-I-R-E-S. <laughs> or T-I-E-R-U-S. Yeah. Tyrus. But I like it. It would be great if everyone's like, oh no, it's tires. It's Tyrus. <laughs> well, I guess people are chanting his name. They're chanting Brodos or Funkasaurus or something like that. And then what's awesome is, okay, whenever I talk to fans on Twitter about TNA, it's constant. Like, fans are quick to jump in with, like, yeah, it's fucking terrible, or you pay too much for their season pass on iTunes. I mean, that stuff. Like, <laughs> I like the really biting, like, personal comments about your decisions. Yeah, because I'll say, like, 40 bucks, this is the best. Because for people that don't have cable or don't watch it, it's like, you should invest. Hey, Scott, yeah. tweet us a picture of the clothes you're wearing. Oh, great shoes today, Nimrod. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Hashtag feet covers. <laughs> um, that, but it's just the idea of people telling you, like, uh, Scott, that was a waste of your money. Yeah, it's like, no, I, I, well, number one, I enjoy wrestling, so, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I could buy two DVDs for that, but instead I get 52 episodes of fucking wrestling without commercials. That's great. Which is even better than, you know, what you get with the fucking network that Which has is going to start having more com as the commercials. Which is going to start it. 
Uh, they still show ads for the network on the network. But that's, that's fine by me. I like that. That doesn't make sense to me, though. But they're still cool. Like I like. They that. make them cool, the but Bray it doesn't Wyatt make one. any fucking sense. The Bray Wyatt one, I think, is really cool. But then I realized it's like, ah, it really sort of downplays how cool and dark his character is. Well, like the Ultimate Warrior one, where they show him in the beginning and they show montages of like... Oh, the guys. Immortal one? Yeah. That one's great. They're really cool, and I'm glad that they're short. Because otherwise, if it were longer, it'd be like, you know I'm watching this on the network, paying for the network, right? Like, you don't need to... Show me fucking Charmin ads. Show me about the better toilet paper I need to buy. No, I'd rather things at least be wrestling related. Oh, I want wrestlers in every single fucking commercial. <laughs> okay, that I, I was about to say. I want Bray Wyatt and Seamus telling me which is the better toilet paper, and then Seamus bro-kicking Bray Wyatt holding up the super thin toilet paper. No, I would. I think it'd be great if Seamus was broke kicking like a giant turd, <laughs> and Bray Wyatt was like, uh, was doing the spider walk over it or something like that. Yeah, either way, that's what I want. Yeah, I, I would. The only way I want commercials on WWE Network is if there's a wrestler in every single thing, and that's yeah. for everything. Like, uh, watch the mutual ads. Like oh, toilet Jesus. paper, not um, Chase. That turned two years ago. <laughs> Burger King, mm-hmm. um, uh, Toyota, any sort of Toyota ad. Sure, I think that's great. Uh, so, so yeah, Brodus Clay is on TNA now, and he's involved in the best angle. Because this is what I was saying: is every time that I have the little discussion of like, it's not that bad. What about this? 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 They'll refute everything with the exception of the one angle that's been going on for a long time, which is EC3 and Rockstar Spud. Which has escalated even more, and it's gotten even better. Um, that everybody loves it, and it's fucking great. They're both killing it. Tyrus is now Ethan Carter's bodyguard. I like that. That's good stuff. It's really great because he got rid of a little guy and got a gigantic guy. And Brodus, fucking Tyrus, is gigantic there because there's not that many big dudes. There. Yeah, he's huge. And like Brodus Clay was like, "Why are you making that gigantic monster killing machine dance all the time?" Yes. And then you get to see him be a gigantic fucking monster again. Mm-hmm. So I'm thrilled for him. I hope that he's enjoying it. It's not just a paycheck. Hey, you know what, Scott? I hope Brodus Clay's happy too. Yeah, I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Wink, starshine. <laughs> um, but I had a long trip, and I was finally able to catch up on some wrestling. But I'm not really thrilled about what I'm gonna do here. Well, yeah, I understand you're pretty tired. You had a long trip back. I had a very long trip. Um, wh- the road trip I did came from Atlanta, Georgia, all the way back to California. So that's 2,000 plus miles. And that's by car, not by horse, correct? Correct. Yeah. There was horsepower in that car. Yeah, it was a several horsepowers. Yes. But you were driving. Uh, uh, yes. Um, stick shift? Automatic? Automatic. Okay. Uh, even though we talked about this, because I'd be like, what if the car is stick shift? You don't drive stick. Yeah, then great. I don't have to drive. Mm-hmm. Right, that's seat recline, hands behind, and... Yeah, I, it's 2014. I like to operate cars that can also operate themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do extra things to make the car go. Cyber car. Yeah, I want me my Google car that just... Fucking take pictures of everything that I drive past. Yeah, <laughs> take a picture of that Kroger. Um, so I yeah I, I, I mean, met you're, somebody. You're what? I met somebody. I should I, I I guess I should have guessed because your mustache is trimmed, but the rest of your beard is so luscious and full. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I I met someone who 
when I when I met him, I said what I do and the outlet that you know we have for this podcast and all that. And he was very insistent that he come along with me on this journey and that he be on this podcast, even though seemingly he doesn't understand what a podcast is. Um, uh, who I'm talking about? I'm and Steve. I gotta tell you, I'm not gonna stick around for this. I've heard him fucking yammering on. To well, I'm, all I know is this person's walking back and forth in the hallway, and I gotta go get him from the podcast studio. Because we're in the basement, so do you want me to bring him over? Yeah. It, All right. It's ten- oh, why, why don't you get him? Why don't you get him? And then yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, talk. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, do you, are you going to talk him up? Are you going to say who it is? Well, I don't know who it is. It's just some guy. I'll, I'll say, everybody, it's it's Ted Turner. Uh, the billionaire? Yeah, that's right. The billionaire, Ted Turner. Well, gosh, I was just going to exclaim who he was when he entered the room, but now that I know, I can prep myself, Scott. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I... You, How's my time? You, you How's my time? Uh, it's not on. You should put one on. <laughs> oh no, what's my time? I don't know. What's my time? Check the back of your chair. No. Right. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Alright, where are your cameras? Oh, uh, Mr. Turner, it's, a, it's an honor to meet you. See Sears. Have you cleaned your hands today? Uh, yes, of course. Alright, then I'll put my hand inside yours and make us a little shake. Oh, huh. make us a little shaky hands. You are describing what's happening. Mr. Turner, thank you so much for joining us on Curtain Jerk. Alright, where are the cameras at? Uh, this is a podcast. We don't have cameras. Yeah, all right, so get the cameras out and we'll start We'll start shooting this podcast. No, we've already started shooting the podcast. We record it. It's like a radio show. Ah, uh, radio, okay. Radio dead. Uh, well, not if you colorize it. Oh, yeah, see, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I like things in color. Uh, I don't like things in black and white. Okay. It's right. boring and it's two. It's just two sides of something. You need more multi-dimensions. Now, I, just so I can clarify, we're talking about that you pioneered. I pioneered that you were very excited. You call me a pioneer like I'm so old? No, no, no. You were just someone who was very excited about the prospect of colorizing black and white movies. Is that correct? That's correct. That's right. Black and white movies are boring and dull and no one cares about them. The youth of America doesn't care about black and white. What they lack is they lack technicolor. Well, that's true, but don't you think also maybe the content of those black and white films may have also been at a loss for the people that were, for the youth of... They're dead! Who? All those dumb peckers that liked them movies back in the day. Yeah, so why would you, like, even if you colorize a movie, wouldn't it, the the audience still wouldn't be there, right? Look, if you go to any school across America, there's a bunch of colors inside. You mean people? Yeah, I mean, people of many colors. Yeah, okay. All sorts of technicolor children everywhere. Yes. So, if I just have black and white, we'll go back to that again with the different fountains and all that sort of stuff of segregation. I don't want any of that. Okay. I want technicolors. Uh, You know what, Mr. Turner? I understand you are a... I hate the NWO. Oh, now we get to it. Black and white. I hate it. You're quite a philanthropist. You believe in equality, but you hate black and white. I completely agree. Every time NW came out, I got so sleepy and tired and bored. So you dislike NWO? Um, now that brings us to wrestling. You were quite a wrestling. Force. You were quite a force in wrestling. Wrestling, yes. No sports entertainment. No, no, no. Vince Pecker McMahon. I was caught in traffic this morning, and I was thinking about all the great things that WCW what, brought. Jet to... broken? What? Your jet broken? I don't have a jet. Ugh. <laughs> Why did I shake your hand? Oh, Mr. Turner, please come on. Are you lower class? No, wait. Are you telling me you own a private jet? No, I own seven for each day of the week. Now that means you have to keep you have to hire a crew, a flight crew, 
And also a place to house that jet when you're not flying around. Correct? Buff Bagwell does it all. Does Buff Bagwell do it all? He does. He needs a paycheck, so I pay him to do everything. He does it all quite well. Well, I'd make sure you wash those seats when you when he's done with them. Why? He's rich. He's also a gigolo. So am I. <laughs> oh, Mr. Turner. I'm just a gigolo. I'm just a gigolo. All right. Well, so uh, I understand that you were very excited when you met Scott on the drive back from Georgia. Uh, what? How do you feel about the current state of uh, wrestling? Uh, I believe there is no wrestling. It's only sports entertainment done by that pecker. Uh, ruining it. I like wrestling. So when you were watching wrestling, who did you really appreciate in WCW? And you didn't like NWO? Lex Luger? Oh. What do you mean, oh? Oh, uh, just, no, go on. Who else? We have the same body type. You and Lex Luger? Mm-hmm. Uh, the forehead. What? <laughs> you and... We had million-dollar bodies. Yeah, Ted Turner and Lex Luger. You guys share a forehead. Yeah, we have million-dollar bodies. We just, we're so beautiful. All, right. all the women want us because of our million-dollar bodies. Now I got a billion-dollar body. Haven't talked to Lex Luger or seen him in a while. <laughs> I assume he's still looking good and fine. Five bet. Who else? Uh, which other wrestlers in WCW did you like? Glacier? Uh, Glacius? Glacier? Glacius is from Killer Instinct. My bad. Glacier is the... Yeah, he's a WCW wrestler. Now, was that inspired from Mortal Kombat in some way? What? Uh, it was a video game, Mortal Kombat. Uh, not the actual art of fighting to the death. Uh, no? I don't know about that. Okay. Uh, and I'm Glacier because he's cool. He is very cool. Any any luchadors or sort of extreme wrestlers? Oh, the jumping beans! Oh wow! Yeah, the jumping beans. Yes, were there any of those that stood out that you liked? Oh boy, I don't know. They all wore masks. I couldn't tell them apart. Well, you had your uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero, your Juventud Guerrero. Yeah. Um, who was the other one? I don't know. Jumping bean, jumping bean. Ray Mysterio was jumping there. Jumping bean. Um. God, for a while, all those pay-per-views, it was just Hoobintoon and Billy Kidman back and forth, wasn't it? Yeah, Billy Kidman, that one I know. Do you like Billy Kidman? Yeah, he didn't have a mask on, so I knew who he was. That's right, that's right. He didn't dress nice, though. He wore a tank top and jorts. Well, he was part of Raven's flock, so he was part of the unwashed masses. Uh, well, yeah, them jumping beans were quite fun and funny. They get the first hour, and then we put on the big guys for the other two. Well, do you feel like WWE's got a good crop of big guys right now that can do main event matches? I don't watch their show. Oh. Yeah. Because it's, it's sports entertainment. They're trying to entertain me. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch, watch fellas bleed in each other's mouths. So what do you watch, then? What do I watch? Yeah. Uh, nothing. You don't watch any wrestling at all? There is no wrestling. Wrestling's dead. So you don't even watch tapes? Oh, of course I watch tapes. I watch tapes of my old show. Because I know Vince McPecker Man is trying to skew everything with his Monday Night War show. I've yeah, I was about so to say, about. so now Monday Night War has been on, and they've really talked about you, but you haven't really been a, 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 a voice on the show. Is there any way you want to comment on how Monday Night Wars has been portraying Ted Turner and WCW? I have not been invited into the Hall of Fame yet, which is quite an insult for everything I've done for the business. Well, it, to be honest, it is the WWE Hall of Fame, not the World of Wrestling Hall of Fame. It should be the WCW Hall of Fame, because when he took over my business, he took all the good talent, 
Took them all. You know what? That that reminds me. Took Billy Kidman. That reminds me. Now, why didn't... Took all the jumping beans. Why didn't any of those guys show up during Invasion? Like your Goldbergs and your Kevin Nash and your uh, Macho Man. I paid them to stay at home. Really? That's right. I paid... All of them say, oh, I got a contract. I didn't have to work anymore. I paid them to stay at home for all the time. And all of them that showed up, they betrayed me. Wow. They are betrayers, Benedict Arnold's cowardly sons of bitches. Well, so is there any restitution that Ted Turner feels like he deserves? Of course I do. I deserve the WCW Hall of Fame and to be inducted by Eric Bischoff. He's my bastard son. Eric Bischoff is your son? Yeah, and apparently he's got a, a cousin or a nephew or something by the name of Eugene. I don't care for that. I don't care no, for, that's right. for the mentally disabled to be in my family bloodline. Well, couldn't you just consider that a different uh, shade of brain, perhaps? A different... No, if he can't operate a VCR, I don't want him in the family. Well, if he's operating a VCR, I think you got a problem there anyway, right? Because Blu-rays and DVDs in the cloud. I don't watch them! Too much, too much Technicolor. They went too far. Mr. Turner, is there anything that you're working on right now that you'd like to plug or like you'd like to... uh, I'm coming out with my own Monday Night Ward series. Really? Yeah, that's right. I'm telling the truth of how it was. Now, I understand that you don't have any rights to any of that WCW or WWE footage, so now would that just, Would it just be you talking into the camera? Oh, is that saying, like, you don't have rats to your poop anymore because it went down the toilet? Well, of course you do. It's your poop. came out your body. All right, so... Well, all right. I would watch Ted Turner just talking into a camera about the Monday Night Wars easily. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. I'm going to talk about all the characters that they came up with and stole from me. Like who? Uh, they stole Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is clearly Goldberg. You think so? Uh, of course it is. They wear the same clothes and they got a goatee. And yeah, but Goldberg barely talked, right? Same thing. All right. They stole the Hardys. From who? They stole the Hardys from Harlem Heat. Ah, uh, well. Two brothers. Okay. And. Extreme. Yep, very extreme. And they both enjoy fire. Oh, Harlem Heat. Yep, that's right. They and they just they just enjoy fire. I've talked to the Hardys. They just generally generally about fire. All right. in front of a fire, and they're saying, "Oh, I like fire." Clearly stolen from me. All right, mankind. Oh, now this I'd like to know: which masked wrestler in WCW was so successful that WWE feel like they had to rip it off to make mankind? Scott Steiner. Oh, uh, which mask? You mean the chainmail? That's right, the chainmail that he wore on him. He's a he's one of them masked wrestlers. Oh, WCW didn't have any. And he wanted to bang all of mankind. This is true. Yeah, all those freaks. The Undertaker they stole from. Yeah, now who was the Undertaker in WCW? Scott Norton. Who? Exactly. All right, Ted Turner. The Undertaker's a nobody. All right, Ted Turner. Shawn Michaels. Oh, now this I gotta hear. Oh, you gotta hear who they stole. Yeah, who who did who is Shawn Michaels a ripoff? Buff Bagwell. That is not true. Best friend of mine. He's my best friend in the whole world. Is Buff Bagwell really your best friend? Of course he is. When was the last you time? You wanna be my best friend? When was the last time you saw Buff? Do you wanna be my best friend? Do, you, do I have to fight Buff Bagwell? To be no, your best you gotta friend? earn a million a billion dollars. I don't have a billion dollars to earn. You gave me my best well, Alright, well, what was the last thing you did with Buff Bagwell then? He flew me here today and wiped my ass. Well, that's very kind of Buff Bagwell. That's, that's what friend. a best friend would be. That is what a best friend would do. Yeah. You know who else? Vince McMahon. Is he your best friend? No, he stole me from him. Or himself from meself. So Vince McMahon is a ripoff of Ted Turner. That's right. All right. And I'm ornery. 
I'll say, I'll say, Mr. Turner. He tried to steal Jane Fonda from me, but it turns out it was Linda McMahon. She looks like a sack of potatoes that's spoiled. So both of you were going out with Linda McMahon? No, he tried to mimic Jane Fonda from me. God, this is like uh, an episode of The Twilight Zone. Um, ah, boring show! Put it in color! <laughs> Mr. Turner, thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome! It is time for the interview that our international jerk responded, Tom Ansley from Wrestling Memes, of course. Follow him on Twitter, at Wrestling underscore Memes, and check out his Facebook page if you haven't already, and like it, uh, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Memes. He is talking to Mr. Botchamania himself, Matthew. Talking about, well, I won't spoil all the things they talk about. Uh, should have done that at the beginning of the show. But it's uh, really great. Uh, it's cool to hear about these other internet uh, enterprises of wrestling that aren't directly wrestling. It's just capitalizing on the fun that is wrestling. And I love these guys because they also, as you hear, keep the spirit of fun of wrestling on there. They, they're not despaired and they don't hate it like uh, so many do. And we love it too. Whatever, Scott. Wrestling sucks nowadays. All right, well, there's only one side of us that feels that way. God, Steve just turned on a dime. Yeah. The fucking Ted Turner, man. Yeah, Ted Turner really burned me out, bro. Um, so, yeah, enjoy part one with Tom Anstey and Matthew from Botchamania. Is it this bit? Um, it just... Like, is it this bit? It's like that bit, yeah. Um, I think that's how we've just started it. I think. Fantastic. We, this is like, this is a car cast. It's a Hello. Po- a podcast in a car. And this is like, the, well, did we describe ourselves as the good bits of the internet which aren't that mean earlier? We did. Someone said, oh, it's, it's like, someone said it's like two slices of the internet together. And I went, <laughs> no, like two good bits of the internet. Yeah, and that's um, me, who's Tom, who's obviously wrestling memes and sitting to my left is a Geordie uh, <laughs> which in it because this is going out on an American podcast hello so this a Geordie is somebody from Newcastle in the north and they have a very specific voice like Adrian Neville he's a Geordie aye not and, technically um, speaking I wouldn't want it not because if some UK Ians listen to this <laughs> um, born in Durham and then raised down south in northwest okay. so I'm about as close to the accent Geordie wise as <laughs> the equator um, but and, and yeah, well you are you are Matthew. I am. Two Fs. Matthew. Two Fs. Matthew, or is it Matthew still? Uh, I, I like Matthew, oh. to be honest, because it makes people like look like they tried. But some <laughs> people come up to me and be like, uh, what's your real name? Like, my God. Well, it's, it's very, very different from Matthew. It's uh, Matthew. Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, it's just a nickname that's stuck since childhood. Um, like, I'd, rather, I'd rather be being called Matthew than people just watching me like, memes. I'm like, sup? Yeah, I like, I like it. Now memes in the rest, wrestling circles, people call me memes. How weird is that? It could be better at the or worse even. The um, uh, which company he works for, but uh, Magic Mark Adams. Um, what do they call him? Well, his name's Mark. But like, hey, how you doing, Magic? He's like, that's my wrestling name. I, like, <laughs> I know it is Magic. How you doing? And um, Magic Mark, he's like a he does introductions, commentary, yeah. ring announcing. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah, he's on a, and he's on a poster one of the, the shows, and I told him he got annoyed. I'm like, I'm not a wrestler. Why am I on a poster? <laughs> he's on a van, on a van as well. So. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just yeah. So so you invented Botchamania. Yeah. How's that? How's that? How? How's how's Botchamania? Oh, Botchamania's great. <laughs> how's it doing? It's how's all right. It? How's yourself? Oh, it's, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, how, how goeth the memeth? The memes are good-ish. Mick memeth of the uh, Mirth Squad. I do like the Mick Foley keeps plugging my memes now. 
Dude, I love, I love Homer, but I'm like, Mick Foley! And I, Mick, I, I mark out like a little... Yeah, I, I always do. For, I don't care. Um, it's uh, also, there's the there's all the lads, like uni lad or whatever lad. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. a wrestling lad just started. Yeah. And he, he, all he does I've is... I've seen him! He yeah, just posts your stuff all the time! Gifts of my work. Single clip. Yeah, but he keeps us... He must have, like, spam Vader's account or whoever, like... He fucking happens to be looking at it that day, and it's like, yeah, Vader, but like, yeah, I remember that, and a, like I a loop yesterday where he fucking <laughs> close lines Ken Shamrock so hard he flips. <laughs> like, Stop hitting me, you idiot! <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I said, thanks, wrestling lad, and like, oh. but he's, he's, he's there, like, in, in, in fairness, he does go like, oh, Botchmania, like, but it's it's it's, it's like, part of Linguo. No, Linguo is the fucking robot of The Simpsons. Like, Linguo dead. <laughs> Linguo is dead. Sorry. Um, yeah, Linguo, as it were. It's actually, I, I, I say Linguo more than I say Linguo. Um, I prefer Linguo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of the wrestling Linguo, Botchamania. Botchamania. There's got to be some sort of Botchamania ending there. Uh, who who, who loses like, that? Zack Ryder, dead. Zack Ryder is dead. <laughs> He's already Yamcha. You can like, you can just like voice it over. Oh, you've got to make that now. It's it's amazing. I'm just, <laughs> I've got it in my head how how good that is. Speaking of things that get in your head, uh, yeah. have you heard the Heathcliff intro? You know the cartoon of the uh, cat. You know, the Heathcliff. What? Heathcliff. What's Heathcliff? Heathcliff was an orange cat that wasn't Garfield, despite looking like a knockoff of Garfield, but wasn't actually Garfield. Um, he was on before Sonic <laughs> in the UK, Rachel Day was played. But it's Why one of these things. Sonic? I came in after work um, one night, and my mates were. I always come round, enjoy. I did a little bit of booze and some other. Um, Smoke booze. Yeah, let's call it that. Smoke booze. Smoke booze. Smoke booze every day. Um, and uh, <laughs> watching uh, top 80s slash 90s cartoon intros. And uh, they say it's like all the usual DuckTales, woo, and all the rest. And then Heathcliff came on. And he's the guy's fucking thing I've ever heard. Because <laughs> I was drunk, because I've just finished work. I'm like, ah, hell, just, I want to drink until I die. Thank like, screw, screw everything. And they're like, there's a plus. Like, like now, for example, actually. So I had a few drinks. Um, it's like, yeah, like, Heathcliff, Heathcliff, do, do, do. The lyrics don't make any sense whatsoever, but it's so catchy. Um, Heathcliff. But yeah, it's So yeah, Botchamania's going great. Um, <laughs> Heathcliff. Look at look at well, um, I don't know where to go from Heathcliff. What's, I, what's your favourite 80s, 90s cartoon intro? Are you a Tailspin fan? Ooh, 80s, 90s cartoon. I'm trying to think of any now. T tailspin, t t tailspin. Tailspin was alright. Oh yeah, Tailspin. Oh yeah, Tailspin. <laughs> I'm trying... No, it's, it's, it's not me, it's Sonic the Hedgehog one. Which when, one? With, um, the serious one or the... Like, he's like... Such a bad cartoon, but Robotic Robotic's voice actor, I forget his name. Long John Jim Jum Jimson, I think it's his name. Long John Jim Johnson. It's not the WWE It's not far off. JJ Jump Jimson. Get me photos. About Ragnarok. Oh, and in that in that show, he had the S S S S S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the S S S S S S S. The Hitler Squad. No, no, the super secret Sonic Smash Squad. Sin Cara, Sin Fishers, Scott Steiner Squad. Oh dear lord. All of it. Yeah. So no favorite set. That's fine. How did you get started with wrestling memes? How? 
How? Um, for now. I was bored. <laughs> That's how all great stories start. And it's like, I was just getting into, like, memes hadn't passed me by, but I was just, like, finding all these memes. I'm like, I wonder if there's one for wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling, wrestling. There's nothing for wrestling. I should do one. And it started off just posting other people's, and then I made a couple. I was like, oh, actually, I can make this. Yeah. And then uh, it turned into the internet phenomenon yeah, yeah. it is today. How do you find, because I'm interested, because cool. memes, even more so than my videos, when it comes to wrestling, it's, it's, the, the world we live in now is so this guy's trying to indicate them. There we yeah. go. We're just avoiding getting car crushed. Yeah, it's London. D don't Magnum TA this, but. It's London. Um, the, what was I saying? Yeah, um, basically how ADD people are nowadays, or how fast you can get something, like somebody says something, or somebody's just like, it's like, quick, to the internet, fucking, somebody will make a gif of it already, like, oh. like how do you cope with that? Because you must have, I know I have a lot of people messaging me about things, but you must have yeah. even more, because it's even quicker, and you're not, I don't mean the offense by that, but yeah. you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean, because yeah. I, I, it's like, like, when I do Raw, yeah. I, I try, well, if I can, I try and get a live stream of Raw up. Yeah. And just see something. If I see something I'm quick, I'm just like, Prince Queen. Yeah. And um and yeah, that's I guess that's how it how it works. What do you uh, does your work allow you to watch Raw Live? Uh it shouldn't. <laughs> Shit. Uh it basically ends with me going to saying, right, it's nine o'clock, I'm gonna go to bed early. Uh, Google the internet for two hours. Oh shit, it's 11 o'clock. Uh, 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 Raw starts at one. All right, I'll go to sleep now. Another hour of internet. Sleep for an hour. Get up. Um, try and watch Raw. Fall asleep about two hours in. Yeah. Then wake up for work the next morning absolutely shattered, but just don't tell work. That's my theory. Fine, if that works, um, I'm about you. I get, yeah, it's like I'm a bit tired in the morning, but I, I sleep on zero hours anyway, so I'm all right. Usually. Oh, okay. So I oh, well, usually that. do get Raw done. Up not all of Raw, it's never all of Raw. Usually, I find that usually if I do go to bed early, Heath Slater will win a match, so it, it, makes, <laughs> it makes me want to go to bed early, because it's just yeah, like, yeah. oh, Heath Slater's here, I'm really happy now. That's cool. What are your favourite Twitter accounts? Do you have any? Uh, oh, there's this really annoying one called Matthew of Botchamania. He's a uh, twat. What a twat. Um, he, oh, he was in Road Trip. <laughs> he was in Road Trip. I yes, love that. I love when people call me that. Oh, someone said I look like, um, it was the first Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Fuck, <laughs> fuck off and die. Um, <laughs> you know, Ben Riley. <laughs> uh, what do you mean, um... The actor, the... two, very famous. <laughs> I can see him. Very famous. Very famous. Spider-Man, not the newest yeah, Spider-Man. Spider moving on. Spider-Man. Cool. Any of the favourites? Um, favourite Twitters? Uh, yeah. well, we're oh, on Facebooks. We're on the, uh, all Facebooks. Um, well, uh, oh, I do like Heelbook a lot. Healbook could be My buddy Healbook. Yeah, my um, buddy Healbook. We, 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 we were coming up in the Indies at the same time. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, so we do uh, lots of cross-promotion and uh, like things like WrestleMemia, which I'm 2-0 oh at, by the way. 2-0. and oh. <laughs> What is WrestleMemia? Um, Sorry, I'm... WrestleMemia is... This is turned around. Now I'm being interviewed. Yeah. I've done this. Heathcliff, Heathcliff, um, doo-doo-doo. <laughs> WrestleMemia is an event that I run yearly. Oh, it's basically it, well. It started off with the top four, well, the top four most like meme pages. Oh. Each had or wrestling meme based pages. Yeah. yeah. There were like four of us, and I was like, oh, why don't we do this? And each one did its own eight meme knockout tournament of like their eight favorite memes of the year. Oh. 
And oh. then the winner went on to WrestleMania and they yeah. went into a four person knockout tournament. And we've done two so far in two years. And I've won both. WrestleMania. Well done, dude. Well um, done. I'd heard about year, this. Last but... year it went up to eight teams. Oh. There is this year's one that I haven't done yet, but I am semi tempted to help because there's like. You know what it's like with Botchmania, there's 8,000 also Botchmania accounts that aren't actually Botchmania. Yeah. So now. I love you all because you're all really bad and make me look good. <laughs> Jeez, I don't mind being ripped off because yeah. it's there. Give you a rip off someone yeah, that'll do a better like, job. You're like, oh, shit. You I, know. Don't, I don't mind sharing them if they do a good job, but then you get somebody's like, here's my new page. Can you share it, please? Two likes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, no, the best ones. It. And they've posted my stuff. Yeah. Oh, I don't give a fuck, fuck if I get a dollar for this, but the funniest thing nowadays is it's finding the diplomatic way of when say uh, a guy with, like, hey, like, want to share a cow that likes or the follows, or hey, it's what advertising on our websites, and you look and it's like 20 Twitter followers. I'm like, fuck, yeah. come on. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not rude and I appreciate you trying, yeah. but like, Jesus, it, come on it, now. If it's something that's, like, really good, I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, of yeah. course, the other thing is, well, I've asked today, you want to be calling me the website, and that's how OSW, everyone comes up to me and goes, yeah, your videos are alright, but OSW's the shit. And I went, you're right, so good. I'm happy to do that, obviously, because yeah. yeah, I'm just there, like, I'll like, right, right. always click them and have a look. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just. Alright, I actually get a podcast. All those lovely people, I'm not going to name all of you, you know who you are. But yeah, but it's just like some guy, you're like, um. Yeah. Like, so basically, because there's so many now. Yeah. I'm considering holding a royal meanball. Wow. Which I'm not quite sure how it will work, but I, I guess I say to all those pages, like, submit one and we'll randomly draw it and you, your meme just has to try and survive the entire thing and it'll be like that one, sounds one, good one, yeah, versus yeah, yeah. one versus one until the final one and then right, right, right. drawn at number 30 and it might be more popular because it's been against the that's number it, one that's it that's a good idea it's like, and they get into WrestleMania because I know uh, Justin Henry the very talented Justin Henry does his Saturday night's meme event uh, for like Raw and stuff like that, and What's that for, it's after like Raw and main event and superstars no, what, what's Justin Henry on? Oh, Russell Crap. He's like the new. Oh, Russell Crap. He's the he's the uh, he's the DJ Hyde to Ardy Reynolds Zandig. Oh, wow! Where did that come from? We've been talking about DJ Hyde all night. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. <laughs> what are you on about? I like him. I like DJ Hyde. I don't think he's a real DJ. <laughs> Why is it DJ Z? It's my favourite thing. I like well, him. No, uh, well, it's less my favourite thing now. But when he started br 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 burring, I was like. I didn't get Z-Mariah on. Like, I was like, oh, he's a good high flyer, but I, have no, I don't understand why he just, he just seems to be spay Yeah. And now DJ Z, I'm like, I fucking love That's you, it. DJ Dude, Z. he's so optimistic, so good, and just, like, oh, so cool-looking. I want to, like, buy him and just, like, put him in a jar. It's like, like, when the bromance t first turned up, I was like, oh, what the hell are these guys? And now I'm just like, fucking bromance, yes! Well, no, I've, I've been saying good things about Robbie E yeah, for Robbie fucking e, years, yeah. but then it's like, of oh, course, you go online and, like, Robbie E sucks. He, like, he doesn't do flips. <laughs> like, you fucking idiot, you're supposed to be like that. That's, it's, I'm so smart. Know. Like, okay. Like, give me Robbie E, do being an idiot every day. Wow, there are some fucking ugly looking yeah. people in London. Sorry. Dude, I saw what looked like, um, how could I just call it? A pantomime villain. <laughs> a pantomime villain? That's the nicest thing I got. <laughs> Jesus, that was distracting. One of William Regal's wives. That's how he describes them. Ah, really? Yeah. Oh, great people think I fucking stole that. Well, oh. London. Uh, also, I've like I was with you when we because we've been to Progress today. Yes, which, Progress. Like so good. The most like I know it's the most amazing thing ever, but today especially was the most amazing thing yeah. ever. The biggest nerds like, and 
Okay, I'm just standing there watching people like go no, right in front of me. Like I'm just under this uh, stair arch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's these people like no, no, no. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And then yeah. just. In my eyeline, Jimmy Havoc just flying ah. down from the balcony above me. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit! Hey, and then Jimmy bit, Havoc yeah. dead. dead. Jimmy Havoc is dead. <laughs> That's a callback. Um, I like that. I'm gonna callbacks. And then, and then it's like, oh my god, Jimmy Havoc just jumped off a balcony. And then a few seconds later, hey, Jay, Jimmy was pushed. And then a few seconds later, Will Osprey does a bloody moonsault off it. I just see the end of the moonsault. I was like. Dude, yeah, at the start of the match, I'm like, oh, spray, oh, spray, after a drink, and I'm like, oh, spring, oh, spring. <laughs> Sorry, oh, spring, I love you. You're supposed to Spider-Man. You did call Jimmy Haddock. I, I just called him Jimmy Haddock. The, oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's so me. I did, the funny thing was, I did call him Jimmy Havoc, but because of my accent, he went, oh, you just called me Jimmy Hammock. And I went, ha, 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 I didn't, but you should, you should lose a loser leaves progress match. Come back in a mask. You'd be like, I, I'm Jimmy Hammock. Who is man incognito? And then he can lose that match and become Jimmy Haddock. Guy, guy. A fisherman. Yeah! Hardcore oh, indie deathmatch fisherman. Oh, we'll make, we'll make dozens of money. Oh, dozens of money! Think of all the memes. <laughs> <laughs> but what, yeah. Well, I, well I was, I was one of the memes I was going to do, but didn't. Because cool. I thought, fuck it, I'll just give it to you and you can do it. And we'll get share, we could share the thousands. It was a. Um, of internet No, I've had like, uh, you know, those things where it's like so and so's face when happy, sad, it's exactly the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, Do one yeah. for Sean Stasiak, but I have Sean Stasiak, then I have Aphrodisiac, and then. <laughs> yeah. hyper Hypochondriac. I oh, that doesn't work. Fuck it, I'm drunk, but it's an idea. <laughs> I had more in my head, but they've all gone. <laughs> it's because I'm moment with Ricochet. <laughs> And it was like... I, oh, the Irish one, Rick O'Shea. It was like Rick O'Shea. Yeah. There, there was Disco Shea. And he had like an 80s <laughs> wig and a disco Shea. ball. Well, he used to have that fucking crazy hair, so it's not far off. Yeah, he did. But anyway. But anyway. Like so the reason I brought up progress was because... Oh, yeah. Like, so when you do it, when you start Botchamania, just in case somebody hasn't seen the internet phenomenon of Botchamania, is every time you have a wrestler go, Hi, I'm... Mike Hendricks, welcome to Bob Joe Bob Hendricks, Bob. local hero. Yeah. Oh, Joe Hendricks, what a man. Okay, sorry, go on. Uh, I said Hendricks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, your uh, name is Joe Hendricks. Joe, Joe Hendricks and Jimmy Haddock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was watching you film all these things, and I was like, oh, I'm seeing the internet. And yeah. So many intros. How many have you got in the bank, intros-wise? Oh, fuck. Like, I'm not exaggerating when I say close to 30. So I have to fucking make... <laughs> Every time I'm like, oh, well, this, this, this one's done. I'm like, you know... Because people say, Matthew, how do you find so much footage? I'm like, wait a week. <laughs> fuck me. Like, about shit that happens in a, a week in wrestling is like a fucking month in normal times. You know, like, Obama's still dealing with ISIS. You know, Scotland's still counting independence. In wrestling, it's like this guy's dead. This guy broke his leg. This guy's. Did you see this, this guy's shot? Insult, lol. You've got to do this, lol. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Check your Twitter, and it's every day. You're like, okay, you know. Uh, Matthew, like, did you watch Raw? Why? It was the worst Raw ever. Ever. Like, oh ever. right. I didn't even watch it. Like, that's like it's when you say like, oh Matthew, the phenomenon of watching Mania. I'm like, oh great. Anybody who hasn't seen it's gonna watch it and go, what's a big hustle about? Because you've you've built it up. Well, when people say, 
oh, the, 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 the mic voice, the worst Raw of all time. You go watch it, you're like, well, this bit was good and this bit was good. And the funniest thing, I, I think it's hilarious, because oh it's, um... That's, that's a video in itself, just get a description. Like, no, I need, I need, I need a screenshot. The people think I'm exaggerating, I always forget. Like, I need to screenshot it. Yeah. I, I, without fail. Yeah. Without fail. I get it as well. Uh, I, of course, right? Yeah. No one can be happy in wrestling. Um, just be happy. But, uh, the fuck was I about to say? Sorry, my mind's elsewhere. That's it. Um, the one where, like, Cena AAs all of the Wyatt family, which, oh, yeah, it was... They're burying the Wyatt They're family. fucking dead! <laughs> what? Ah, Brian! And it's like, alright, great. But, like, there was loads of other cool stuff that happened on that, like, uh, <laughs> like, Swagger got laughed at by Bo, uh, Stardust and Golders trying to get oh the tag. So, there was all these other good stuff, but all everyone was talking about was that one segment, yeah. which was ten minutes or so long, so it's... Uh, maths is like not even a tenth of a three-hour show and like because of that it's like you couldn't wouldn't know have that there's a, there's a saying in the Sopranos where they go I'll modify it slightly okay wrestling fans are like an old woman oh, no, with no. a big load of meat under their arm <laughs> go crying because they have no bread to put it on that is oh, it. That, that is, is that it. Is such a good analogy. There's a, I need to do a guy. Maybe you, me and you should team up and do how to be a wrestling fan. I mean, I've, I've done a satirical version, which I haven't posted yet, but I'll, that, that'll be good. Because one of them things is complaining about it is more than actually watching wrestling. But, yeah. like, really, because people are like, what do we do? Well, the really saying, go on Twitter. We encourage you to go on Twitter. Well, if you're a wrestling fan and you're like, oh, what other people say? And it's like, moan, 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 moan. So if if you're a newbie to this, because there is no training guide to being a wrestling fan, yeah. you just look and le learn from people around you, hope for the best. It's like, step one, I watch wrestling. <laughs> step two, have fun. If you did not have fun, that's step two. Do not repeat. Step two. Do something else. I like giving of the week. If it's still shit, do something else. Wrestling is not for you. Whereas nowadays it's like, watch wrestling. Step two. Complain, complain online. online. Step three. Watch it every week anyway. Making all your points null and void. Step four. Tweet us too and tell us to make memes about how yeah, bad yeah. it was. T tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us to stop enjoying ourselves. I'm like, fuck you, I like what I want. Right back forever. Yeah, fun stuff. I like hearing those guys talk, doing their car casts, because they're recording in the car, driving from a, a progress wrestling show. And there'll be more next week on the next episode, talking about some TNA um, and defending it, kind of how we did earlier yeah. in the show, where people are directly attacking them all the time, like, isn't it fucking terrible? Isn't it fucking awful? And their response to all that. I yeah. appreciate that it's to and, fr or to and from a wrestling event, opposed to just, uh, like, going to the grocery store. <laughs> but, granted, I would probably grocery listen cast. to them going to the grocery store also. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, and from what I understand it, uh, which is not talked about, they... They don't necessarily know each other that well. I think they've kept in contact. I know they did a uh, an interview together, which was their first meeting back when Tom was doing his podcast. Um, and they're getting to know each other more. So it's cool that the worlds can collide in this way, much how, like Tom and I did, where you kind of meet somebody that does something creative and, and wrestling, and then you become chums from it all. So Yeah, and collide worlds colliding, not like an invasive species ravaging uh, the Galapagos Islands, but more like... Uh, krill <laughs> and a whale. <laughs> yes, and hopefully or a bird and an alligator. And hopefully, whichever one that is of Matthew from Botchamania will be accepting of us and not just uh, 
Oh, yeah, opposed to just a bunch of new uh, memes or just taking all our fuck-ups and putting it together. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I'm always surprised by someone being aware of us um, in the world of, like, this wrestling and stuff. Oh, well, you were recording in a basement. I, like, I know well, because there's mean. a fucking sewage link. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Like, there's that element of, like, oh, I've heard of you. It's like, what? Why? How? Like, every listener that comes across us, I immediately want to ask... How the fuck did you hear about us? I, you know what, you know what I do now, Scott. I just sign those autographs. You know, it's like and mail them to people that didn't, <laughs> that didn't even them. want them. I go through that phone book. Yeah, I just preempt people and just contact them and be like, "Hey, curtain jerks." Well, like Heelbook had reached out to us and sent me a little message over over Twitter, and I'm like, "How the fuck does Heelbook know who we are, Scott? It's a podcast. People listen." I guess so. It just they don't have a choice because once you press play, you can't do anything unless you press pause, rewind, or off. Well, because for listeners out there that may not understand this concept, it's strange because we are so encapsulated in the Comedy Podcast Network where we're just here sleeping with things. guns under our pillows. It's not like we do live shows of this and then talk to people. Except and, for our dolls and stuffed animals. Except for those. Yeah. And they sometimes they turn into their backs. Yeah, those are like tough crowd. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Tough that doll tough. hung itself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's always surprising to me. And uh, it's appreciated. And um, I appreciate their stuff as well. Hence, I'm so happy to house these guys in our house. <laughs> and there's a fucking sewage leak. <laughs> God, it smells fucking nasty up there. It really does. It is time for jerk tweets. Each week, send us your jerk tweets. Hashtag jerk tweets about questions about the podcast, questions in wrestling, comments, whatever you want to say. Via the Twitter website. Yeah, at Curtain Jerks. The five count says, Cav bought this squatty potty to get proper squat position while taking a shit. And he sent us a picture. I had retweeted it all Of a shit? No, of just the toilet when we had talked about, which kind of... Got a overwhelmingly positive response. I will, but honestly, a, a proper wrestling shit technique. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are uncomfortable when they shit. Like, granted, there's relief, Scott, but I think people's toilets are generally too high. Well, I'm worried about wrestlers shitting, Steve. The common folk will figure it out on their when own. When you train in Japan, you work those squats, Scott. Yeah, and you know, it, everywhere you're traveling, it's different toilets for different sizes of people. Mm. They can't find their own comfortable. They can't poop at home all the time, Steve. You can't do the home base poop. No. That you save up and go. They have to wait weeks for the home base the poop. The home base poop is the is the comfort poop. Yeah. And then the other ones are relief poops because you're out in the field. Yeah. In a grocery store, restaurant. Um, granted, bathrooms in both cases, not just in the center of the grocery store. <laughs> Unlike a Randy Orton. Or, yeah, or a, on a dining room table. Oh, is this just a picture? Was there a question? Yeah, they said, no, I was just sending it because it was Mark hashtag jerk tweets. So it was a comment on our episode that they clearly listen and enjoy that. Now you listen to their podcast, Lingus Mafia. So check those guys out as well. We're housing so many people. Mm-hmm. What a great feeling. Fostering and, community. Yes. Uh, the, the underscore real underscore LRG says... Hell in a Cell ending. What the fuck? Hashtag fuck the smoky ghost. Ah. I read it first, uh, fuck the monkey ghost. <laughs> uh, like, that thing was a monkey. Yeah, what did you think about the ending? You know, I enjoyed it. The only hang up I had with this match, and I almost don't want to say it for people that really did enjoy it, but I'll say it. So the only thing I didn't care for in this match was the direction of it. Like, what the director was doing 
there were so many times in that match where they used the shittiest camera angle to show violence. Like, up on top of the cage when they start wailing yeah. on them with the kendo stick, they're shooting from below. They shot from below, and then they also, like... Granted, they didn't get any cameras up there. They were doing the hard camera for the, a lot of stuff they also. They had that one crane camera shot that, like, had it covered, mm-hmm. but then they cut away from all those times. Like, so many times in this match, they cut away to another camera at the wrong time and kept doing it, which was so surprising because I was like, I'm, I'm missing the cool shit. Like, I want to see it, and I felt like I couldn't. That's yeah. my only gripe with it. It's a fucking rad match, and I thought the ending was suitable because... These guys can't ever be done. There yeah. can't be a finality to... I don't want it to be. I want Ambrose and Rollins to feud forever. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think what the one thing that got me was Bray Wyatt taking forever for them to set up the trick. The fucking... The, them cutting the feed. Yeah, that sucked. Because then when they cut back and everyone had the lights on... Yeah. That was cool. But when it was just cutting the feed and it still said live in the corner, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. No, you're not. Like, someone's holding a bl- black piece uh, of Yeah, someone's just holding a hand over the uh, the camera. That's what I wanted to see. Like, you can do that the first time. Mm-hmm. And then for when you come back, when they then did the second, like, let's move everything out of the way and tape up the ring or whatever they did... Then pan the crowd or do something else. Don't yeah. don't pretend as though do in camera editing opposed to fixing it in pre post. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. cutting the feed because it was one. It was creepy. Mm-hmm. It was genuinely unsettling, not in a fun way. Because it was like, oh, the screen is black and someone is chanting. My I was watching with my my fiance and she was like, what's going on? <laughs> what what's going on? Because it was like she stopped doing what she was doing and I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, and it, like, I would have preferred seeing everybody pull out their camera phones and, like, the lights, the stars, the fireflies growing in the arena. That would and be just shoot, shoot Ambrose. Yeah. Just follow his face. And the weird ghost thing, uh, so they uh, they do all the mist from the center and then they do a digital projector in it. It doesn't look like anything. Like, that was what was so weird. It was uh, Triple H's jizz stomach. You know, it was like, they wanted Triple H to be steaming. They wanted all this cold air to be coming From up. WrestleMania of last year? I think so. Like, they, what they no, did... Two, was, year, two years ago. What they 30, wanted 30. was for him to be emanating steam. Yeah. But it didn't look that way. Instead, it was a bunch of jobbers that sprayed just Yeah, it looked like you just had this big frosting stomach. And this was sort of weird because it was, like, there was a special effect. I knew I was looking at something weird. But I couldn't see what it was. It was like Disney. What did you think it was? I thought it was Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay. Like, I was like, you could see sort of this. Not Princess Leia. Oh, yeah. Help me. Star Wars Episode 7 coming out. You're my unstable hope. Um, (laughs) But then, like, having Bray Wyatt burst through it was awesome. It was like a horror film. It was. It was really well executed when we got to see what we got to see. Yeah, and I think. Granted, I don't think you need a hole in the floor. You could just spray the entire arena with smoke or whatever and have Bray Wyatt show up would be pretty cool. Also, what I thought was really cool was the font for Hell in a Cell, like the promo stuff at the beginning. It was like the new Evil Dead. Like it had that sort of Halloween-esque font and then it had like yeah. the chain link inside the font, the text. It looked so cool. And it was like, what an appropriate Halloween pay-per-view mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell, you know? But what kills a little bit is that Susan G. Komen ropes. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember watching, uh, like, 
Raw, and I remember watching stuff leading up to Hell in a Cell, like a little bit here and there, and I was like, oh, I sure hope they don't do those pink ropes for Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to keep it because that's their big promotional thing. Yeah, and I want them to do the promotional thing. I have nothing against it, but it's but just... aesthetically, yeah. theater, you're like, no, black ropes or red ropes or have the ropes bleeding. I don't care. Just yeah, do have it. the ramp be pinker. Yeah. Is there nothing else we can do that signifies that we're all in support of it? But keep but that... Theatrically? Keep, theatrically, keep the stage dangerous. Yeah. It's like... You're in, Breast cancer could hit you at any moment. Hitting the ropes. Yeah, you're on the Nostromo or the Sulaco or whatever, an alien and aliens. And suddenly you're walking past this giant, like, oh yeah, that's our uh, breast cancer awareness pink banner. Uh, Stop and take rest. a minute to think about it. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's kind of glaring, sort of. All right. <laughs> and the alien walks by, <sighs> armband across the banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. The... Oh, also, John Cena took off one of his armbands, and the kid put it on as a headband, because he's gigantic. And he's a Make-A-Wish kid. Uh-huh. That was sad, like, oh, shit, that's going to be a, a very mean meme of the C-Nation band upside, upside down, and then Make-A-Wish. It's like, oh, man. I, you don't Cena. even need text for that one. You just I know. That it, picture. It was just Scott, like, nobody thought that until you just said that. I got a sick, twisted heart. What well, what a meme-heavy episode this is. Uh, yeah, that sound, doesn't that sound pathetic and desperate? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of our jokes are pretty uh, meme-heavy this week, huh, Scott? <laughs> That's a I can't cheeseburger uh, boner killer. <laughs> oh. But ultimately, did the ending bother you? Uh, no, I had a bigger issue with Cena winning, I think, than Orton. Like, that was kind of, for me, there was something more interesting about Orton and Lesnar that was just weird. And, like, that was the first time I felt like I could see Orton uh, against Lesnar. And I was like, wow, he's going toe-to-toe with Cena. They're both going fast, which was a rare thing. And I was like, storyline-wise, crazy Orton versus crazy Lesnar sounded really cool. I thought you were going to say crazy. Sounds really cruel. (laughs) Uh, I I like the ending because, as I said, I don't think it can just end between those two, between Rollins and Ambrose. I've never been disappointed between Ambrose and Rollins. Like, it doesn't matter who wins, as long as they fight each other, and as long as Ambrose goes crazy and Rollins gets ratty, I'm always going to be happy. Like, if Ambrose, if if Rollins is yelling, I'm happy. If Ambrose is doing weird stuff, I'm happy. Like, that's literally what I want. I want Rollins to be screaming and be like, ah! You go up there. <laughs> yeah, you. I'm in charge. You go up there. Hold on. Can the camera hear me? Exposition. Yeah, he, he totally did that. Yeah. And then Ambrose is like watching a hurricane. It is so cool. Oh, Gregory Helms? Yeah, it's like watching, finally, the vintage hurricane. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's all right. I, I would like to know what the hologram was. I do want to know also what the the chanting stuff was. I thought it was backwards. I sure, was I, but I want to know what it is, like how to make deviled eggs or whatever the fuck it is. Well, also, uh, the, the the hologram looked like Lalornia or whatever, the the woman who's uh, searching for babies that were drowned in the river, the Mexican ghost. I think it's Lalornia. What the right? fuck are you talking about? It, it, it looked the like, ch- oh, the chupacabra. No, no, no. But it looked like a woman. Like, that's what was scary about it. It looked like a ghost. It would be great if... Uh, what's his move? Sister Abigail? Yeah, what if that was Sister Abigail? Oh, she's a hologram. Also, part of me thinks if they were to introduce a diva as Sister Abigail and she just, like, ran the divas division, 
then you would sort of, she would have to be the best because they talked her up so much. If they yeah. showed her up, if she showed up and she wasn't good enough, then Sister Abigail would then, it was move would actually seem weaker, you know? The story yeah. of it has now become uh, weaker. And, like, so much of this is the myth of finishers and, like, the like the strength of Randy Orton and John Cena being unstoppable and then Lesnar the Beast waiting. Like, the mythology is so important that if they were to introduce an Abigail and it didn't match up, it'd be like, oh, well, you just sort of tore the pages out of that history book, you know, and we didn't need them anymore. Wasn't that Maria before? No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's Jacqueline! <laughs> <laughs> well, myths are a huge deal in wrestling, Steve, but... Now the myth is uh, becoming more real and kind of strange in a way. Yeah, I the think myth it, of the Undertaker. Yeah, I mean that guy was. When you think about when he started, there he didn't talk. Paul Bearer did all the talking. He showed up. He would do like a rest in peace. Yeah, but he would or, still be. He would. That'll be four ninety five. He can't be pinned. Uh, he's fighting Hogan. He's unstoppable. It's the same as Stone Cold, only talking in 45-second to two-minute promos, and you only get to see this person once a week. Yeah. And then the mythology grows. And Undertaker, I think, granted, probably has the strongest mythology. Like, Stone Cold's a cool guy. The Rock is a cool guy. Stone Cold's a badass. The Rock is a cool guy. CM Punk is a cool technician, but The Undertaker... And a quitter. And a quitter. <laughs> the Undertaker is a myth. Like, he, everything about him, like, you get to make up stories. Like, when he responds, like, he, there's a burning hut somewhere and Johnny Cash is singing, you know? Like, there's just sort of these Western... And The Undertaker has nothing to do with it. Yeah, nothing at oh, all. Oh, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you thought I was just making shit I up. thought you were saying, like, yeah, there's a myth. Of, there's a burning village. Johnny Cash was nearby. Ah, Crowtone! But now... The story goes that Undertaker is going to NXT to give tips and pointers to the up and coming stars, potential stars, and I don't WWE etiquette, which what? is keep getting put in quotes. Yeah, the WWE etiquette. Yeah. I think that's so that WWE doesn't have to take any responsibility for what it is. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's helpful about him just going and tombstoning everybody in NXT. I don't know what's helpful about that, Scott. I, you know, it's, it strengthens their character. What we're talking about is also the idea that The Undertaker is sort of this unofficial president of the fraternity of WWE. Yeah. Like, he's the, uh, he is the, they, there may be a CEO, but your go-to guy in the locker room is The Undertaker. He has always been in charge. It's weird that you put it like a fraternity because it is like a frat and he is the main guy and there's some of those guys in NXT that I can imagine are like a really annoying like, frat guy that mm -hmm. you don't want to hang around, but there's a new guy. HIT MY MUSIC! Oh, no. HIT MY MUSIC! I don't have anything. Oh, no. <laughs> there be anybody else? Couldn't we have Tyson Kidd or... Bonzo Amore! Yeah, are you introducing someone else by chance? No, it's me! I speeded it up for your podcast. I don't want to talk to you. I know, you're not a fan of me, but everybody on the internet's talking about Enzo Amore. I know, but look, isn't there anybody else, like a Tyler Breeze? Uh... Oh, you want to talk to Tyler Breeze? Sure. How much shit do you want on your sweater? 
I don't want any shit in my sweater. That's what you're gonna get when you're gonna get your Tyler Breeze. What's that mean? You get shit on your sweater when you get Tyler Breeze around. All right. Uh. uh, uh oh God. What's that? Oh, well, you're flustered. You're flabbergasted. What if I touch your knees? Don't touch my knees. Don't touch your knees. Stop it. Charlotte Flair. Where's Charlotte Flair? Ooh, she's beautiful. Drawing cheetah print on your knees. Uh, I'm just gonna let you. I give up. All right. Enzo Amore is here. Uh, uh, thank you for having me, Scott Nava, Steve Sears. Mm, the, yeah. Solved S-A-W-F-T! Okay. Um, okay, I guess I'll ask you. Has, has the Undertaker... Has the, has the Undertaker stopped by yet, NXT? The dead man himself, the Undertaker, stopped by Full Sail University, NXT, WWE? Yes. The answer is C. Yes, he has. How did that go? It was scary as shit. Yeah? Tyler Breeze shit on his sweater again. <laughs> what does that mean? It means the shit stick to his fur on that sweater, yes. <laughs> what is he wearing the sweater in order to shit on it? He's doing Japanese handstands. <laughs> Alright. So, whenever he does Japanese handstand, he shits? <laughs> if he's taking a shit, yes. I don't understand. It's called a poop fountain. Why? Why? Look, I'm not going to Google things for you, Scott Nauber. All you got to know is that The Undertaker showed up at NXT, Full Sail University, WWE, and I was there to see The Undertaker. Did he talk to you? Yes, he did. What did he tell you? He said, The Undertaker tells people, he takes them aside, he goes one by one, and I was last. And he talked to each guy, and when he got to me, he burped because he was eating a chili dog. Okay, did he say anything else other than a burp? I didn't get any pertinent information besides that burp. But did he say other words and you just checked out? No, no, no. He was talking to everybody individually and then he did a big group thing, at which point I stuck around and listened to that. What did he say then? I put in my iPod and I listened to music the whole time while he was talking so I could just get his eyeballs. I so I could see his face? I hope you didn't listen to your own entrance theme during I didn't say to sing it. I just said I hope you weren't listening to that as opposed to under, you know, not paying attention to The Undertaker. Look, at one point I took off my iPhone headphones. Okay. And I listened to what The Undertaker had to say to everybody in XT, Full Sail University. Get your degree. What did he say? He said, don't mess around in the locker room or you're going to get your oil checked so bad your eyeballs are going to hurt. Well, I, that makes sense. Uh, is that the etiquette that everybody's talking about? The WWE etiquette? No, that's a series of rules that change from week to week. An Undertaker comes and he has a little iPad and he swipes through things from corporate. Undertaker has an iPad? Yeah, it's super small in his hands. That's weird. Yeah. What's his desktop background? I didn't see it. Oh. Okay. But I can tell you what the case of was. Yeah, what's the case? Hot pink. <laughs> Why? He's got kids. And they have breast cancer? No, just kids like pink. Oh, all right. Um, well, okay. Was there... I, I mean, what does Undertaker do there other than talk to you guys? Is there anything else? He teaches you? us respect in the locker room. NXT is a whole different world when you move up to the big leagues of WWE. Full Sail University. Far behind. <laughs> what? Behind. What does that mean? It means behind. Oh, okay. Leaving Full Sail University behind to move up to the greener pastures of WWE. You know, I... Hard! Soft! <laughs> I have a bet going on with someone that you'll be on the main roster uh, by WrestleMania. Oh, of this year? Yes. By WrestleMania 31, 
My friend thinks that you'll be on the main roster at that time. San Francisco isn't ready for Enzo Amore. So you're saying I'm, I got a good chance of winning that bet. How much money is on? There, it's a it's a t-shirt uh, that... The I only understand things in quantities of cocaine. <laughs> oh. Uh, are you How sure? much is the t-shirt worth that you're having trouble calculating? $25. $25? That's like a bump. That's just... Really? That's like a little bump. That's it? Maybe a skinny little caterpillar. That's it, really? Yeah, just a skinny little caterpillar. How much is a bag of cocaine? It depends on how much cocaine is in the bag. Okay, how about a Ziploc bag full of cocaine? You mean like a freezer bag? <laughs> no, I mean like a, a sandwich bag. We're talking about a couple hundreds of dollars. Really? Yeah. But it's just powder. No, but that makes you high. Are you sure you want to be talking about cocaine and knowing the prices that much? I'm Doesn't just... everybody know what my gimmick is? Is it Coke? I'm a Coke dealer. Doesn't anyone understand that? <laughs> Enzo Amore is a Coke dealer. I deal cocaine. <laughs> I don't watch NXT that much. Why do you think I'm hanging out with that tall blonde? Oh, uh, Edge Test? Cass. Oh, yeah, Cass. Short for Cassandra. <laughs> is that right? He's tall. Soft features. Um, S-A-W-F-T face. Wait, that doesn't make sense. You hang out with him to deal him coke? or No, he... everybody's coke deal has got to get a beautiful blonde tall gal. It's been a while since I've seen the movie Blow. Oh, it doesn't have anything to do with Blow. It has everything to do with NXT, Full Sail University, WWE. That's me, Enzo Amore. Okay. Um, well, that's nice that you shed light on your character that you're a coke dealer. Because I didn't gather that when I watched NXT. Hey, it's all a fiction, man. It's just a character I'm playing. Oh, I thought everybody's character was them, rank, uh, you know, geared up to ten. No, just in the same way that everybody's got to sing their own theme song. Well, I don't think everybody does. But doesn't it sound like they do? It sound like doesn't they it do. sound like they it do? Doesn't it S A W N D like they do? That's not how you spell it. Sound like they do. I don't think that's how you spell it. I sound like they do. Well, what else about the Undertaker? Are you hoping to get him? You know, to to get one on one with one on one with the Undertaker WrestleMania Thirty One. I don't think it'll mean anything. Ooh, it won't mean shit. <laughs> what? Brock Lesnar really pissed in the pond for all the rest of us ducks. <laughs> um, no, I, I was don't gonna... eat that bread. It's bad for you. I was gonna eat this bread. No, you're a duck. That's poison bread. It's raisin bread. That's poison bread. It's <laughs> tiny little poisons. <laughs> What's raisins? Who likes poison bread? Who likes raisins in their bread? You take that bread and you poke those raisins out. <laughs> raisins? <laughs> Look, uh, I was going to say... That's why they're called raisins. Poison raisins. Are you going to get Undertaker one-on-one for some training or some, some advice? Yes, sorry. The next time you're going to see Undertaker on WWE programming NXT is going to be on NXT. Because nothing says Undertaker like a two-minute match on NXT. <laughs> Do you think you'll win that match? Oh, I'm not gonna be in that shit. Why? Because they don't they don't know how to push me. Oh, is that right? They don't know how to book me. Oh. Who's the booker there? I don't know. William Regal? <laughs> well Why do you think they got me with that tall blonde? What would you do? What would, how would you book yourself? I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. Kaz. I think that's a dude. <laughs> okay. Soft features. What would you do? Who do you want to face in NXT? Oh, what's that guy who speaks all those languages with the flags on his pants? A Sami Zayn. That's the guy. 
So you want to fight him? I gotta carry his ass. Got no character. What? He doesn't talk like this. He talks like a monotone dude. Just because you talk weird doesn't mean it's a character. Oh, that's what everybody on the internet thinks. Listen to my voice. <laughs> I'm a big character and I'm good on the microphone. Uh, you just talk a lot. That doesn't necessarily mean you're... Are you want to hear the truth? You want to hear the real truth? Okay. I'm just doing a Jerry Lewis impression. <laughs> Is that right? I'm doing Jerry Lewis trying to take a dump. <laughs> Well, it's working. Yeah, he's always mid there. He's always midway there. Listen to my voice. Well, I hope you get some time with The Undertaker to learn more stuff and to learn more about uh, etiquette and, and the policies of WWE. Thanks. I really appreciate your support. I was just saying that it'd be nice, really. Well, I'm still taking it to heart. Sounding honest to me. Heartfelt. Uh, well... Oddly enough, I've noticed your iPod earphones are in your ears, and I don't know if you've heard anything I've said. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, alright, get the fuck out of here. God, Scott, that guy is so cool. Oh. Did you see that red leather jacket he wore? Oh, so awesome. <sighs> I'm glad that you like him. His Not... high top boots go to his knees. <laughs> they do. <laughs> He's, he's it's like a little boy wearing the Marty McFly shoes from Back to the Future Part 2. It's nice that he's comfortable with himself. Yeah. Because it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's nice that someone could be so comfortable, it makes other people uncomfortable. Uh, and he's, he's doing it to a T. Um, that wraps up this episode of Curtain Jerks. I'm so glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. Two episodes with you gone, and I was like, I had a good time, but I forgot this. You know this? This thing between us? Do you see me grabbing it? Do you feel me grabbing you? Yeah, the microphone. Yeah, the microphone. Um, yeah, the I, thanks to Mark Rosecca and thanks to Lehman Parker, who both jumped in and uh, had rocking good episodes with you. Uh, so, for all you listeners that only listen to the episodes with me and Steve, <laughs> go back and listen to those. I assure you, they're quite amusing and entertaining. <laughs> I like the idea of wrestlers being like, whoa, no Scott this episode. I'm out of here. But I... Well, I assume that's actually probably a lot of our listeners are like, oh, great, it's Steve. <laughs> well, let's see how he tries to bullshit his way through this episode. Do your transition. Uh, well, speaking of wrestling, this is the end of the Curtain Jerks episode. <laughs> yeah, and thanks to Tom Anstey of Wrestling Memes and to Matthew from Botchamania. Part two of the interview in the car will come next week, so uh, stay tuned for that. And let uh, Matthew of Botchamania know you heard him. On, on the Twitter. Tell him you heard him on the show, and he'll probably go, oh, God damn it. <laughs> I can't believe I was associated with that. Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, all that Tom had said was uh, uh, that, yeah, this will go out in America. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a, what a ringing endorsement. Yeah, you fucking Brits, you. That's I, why we left. <laughs> I love that idea. It's like, well, it's going online. In America. In America. Yeah, where all the fucking wrestling is, you're welcome, WWE. Well, you know what's really funny? You got progress, which is awesome. I won't take anything away from that. Remember how you said there was, like, you're surprised when people have have heard of us? Mm -hmm. But there's also my favorite response, which is like, oh, curtain jerks. Yeah, I've heard of them. Deadpan. That's that, that was him. That was... Oh, perfect. Perfect. That's who, that's who had said it. That's where the joke always comes from of, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. That's what Matthew from Botchamania said. Yeah, well, either we're a uh, prostitute with Jardia in the Old West, or we're uh, a new, uh, uh, a good well. A good well of gold. A good well of vein uh, with, of gold. With a dead girl inside of it. Yeah, and I'm if really... watch the videotape of it. I'm really working on these Western metaphors, and they are just not ringing true at all. 
Well, we'll be back next week with more goofy, crazy shit for you because fuck news and fuck rumors and fuck truth. Right, everybody? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back to dick jokes. Oh, wait. Uh, CM Punk's coming back, everybody. Yeah. They're selling more of his t-shirts. Yay! So, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids! just listen to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I- I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the I'm podcast. I'm going to wait till the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things. These things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands. Uh, not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But, but activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, so. uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks. Follow us, uh, like the episode, comment, tw- uh, comment during. It. You could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh, that was uh, quotable. And then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there. And if you're an aesthetics person, orange accents. Right? Orange is the new black, guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to be dated. (laughs) No way. No way. Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. WCW champion if there is still around. Yeah, that's how it works. So it's the orange is the new black WCW crossover. Jason Biggs is the new championship. That belt's almost as big as his head. It is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. Uh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Time NW came out, I got so sleepy and tired and bored. Oh, shit. What has happened? So...